Welcome to the First Pres podcast, which features the message from this past Sunday's worship. If you would like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, 10, and 11 o'clock. You can learn more about First Pres at www.first-pres.org. It all begins with a start. Would you open your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 1? And you can just fold that binding of the Bible right back and uh, jam your finger in there. And we're going to be right here in Mark chapter 1 for the next five weeks together as we're looking for a start, how Jesus makes a start. And as you open your Bibles, let's open our hearts to the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we know that without your movement, we cannot move. Without your intervention, we are stuck. Without your light, we are in darkness. So, Lord, we pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to open our hearts to receive your word, that we can know you and love you and walk toward you in faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message, after me comes the one more powerful than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie, I baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. We are grateful for God's word. Amen? Making us start. Well, what what can you make? What are you good at making? What are you going to make in 2018? I don't make a lot of things. I can't make much. I make sermons. I try to make that. I try to think about the words that come out of my mouth before they do. It doesn't always work that way, but I, I make sermons. I remembered an ad uh, for the NBA where they said, we make baskets, which I thought was pretty clever, right? And then I looked it up, and I couldn't find anything about it, so maybe I made that up. I don't know. What are you going to make or make up or create in 2018? What is God calling you to make? Jesus made things. Jesus was a carpenter. He was a builder. We don't know exactly what he made, what he worked with, but he made stuff. Nobody claims to have anything made by Jesus. Nobody has his furniture. I I don't know of any reliquary that houses the end table made by Jesus. It'd be wonderful to, I'd love it if we could find something like that. Imagine what it would go for on eBay. For the church, for the, for the church. <laughs> for 30 years, some 30 years of his life, Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus, Son of God, Jesus made things. He 
built things. Time and again, he was in that moment where he recognized that after all the planning and after all the preparation, there comes a time. After everything has been brought together and the materials have been assembled, there comes a moment. There comes a moment where the hammer must hit the chisel and the chisel must cut into the wood. There has to be a start or it never gets done. But the start can be frightening. The start takes commitment. It's a new thing. And once you've done it, it can't be undone. You, the start can be scary. The start can be the hardest part. The fear of it can make us stuck and stopped. Too scared to move ahead still. Not stepping forward into what God is calling us into, but stuck. Listen, you have to make a start. There must be a start. Just think of what you will lose if you never start. Every great endeavor, every noble end has a first step, a beginning. Just imagine what we would have lost without all the starts. What if General Palmer and Spencer Penrose decided never to start Colorado Springs? What if Sheldon Jackson and Henry Gage thought it'll be too hard to start First Presbyterian Church in downtown Colorado Springs? What if, what if Jim Rayburn didn't start getting kids together to go camping and learn about Jesus and create Young Life Ministry and he just remained a normal Presbyterian pastor? How boring, by the way. <laughs> what if he didn't start? What if he didn't begin? Think of what you'd lose. What if Gary Haugen didn't give up his position with the Department of Justice and start International Justice Mission? What if Katie Fowler and, and Yemi Mobilade thought it was too hard to start City serve. What inspires you? What, do you? what do you love to be a part of? When you look back on the year, what did you love see happen? Somebody started that. Somebody began that. They began at the beginning. There was nothing there, and then there was something because somebody was willing to find the courage to start. What if Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. believed all the voices that got in his face and said, Martin, it'll be too hard. You'll never see it. No, it'll be too hard. You'll never see a time where people are judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. You'll never see that. You'll never see kids of all kinds gathering and playing together on the hillsides of Alabama or the red clay creeks of Georgia. You'll never see that. It'll be too hard. Martin, it'll cost you too much. Don't, don't start. What if Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. never found the courage to start? Friends, we cannot afford to lose all that we will lose if we fail to start what God has called us to start. Amen? And God's got something for you. I believe it as sure as you are sitting there taking one breath after the next, God has something for you, a next step. And I don't know what it is, but you know what it is. Jesus has been putting it in front of your nose for quite some time now. And somehow you need to find the courage to step into it. 
What are you supposed to start in 2018? Is it a relationship that needs to start being restored or start a a new beginning? I need to start a new relationship with my daughter. I need to start a new relationship with my grandson. What is it that God's calling you to start? I need to start that book or that blog or that that new endeavor that's, that's been on my mind. I need to start fixing my finances, start giving smarter and investing in what Jesus is doing. What is it? It's been there for a while now. I need to start uh, giving my time to children's ministries. I need to start getting involved in missions and looking into that global missions trip that's always been in the back of my mind. I need to start. If I don't start, if I don't make a start, then I'm making an end to things and, and Jesus has been calling me to do it. What is it? You've been waiting for circumstances to get easier. You've been waiting for things to make it uh, more you know, easier for you to step forward. Listen. The time is here. Enough waiting, enough watching. It's time. Jesus is making a start for you. He's making a new beginning. And it's scary. It's always scary. It's always frightening. It's existential, really. It's like what uh, Pastor Tom was talking about last week. It's when the skis are pointed directly downhill to make the turn. And everything hangs in the balance. But listen. God is with you. You can make a new start. You can take the next step toward Jesus. The right time to take the next step toward Jesus is right now. In the next five weeks, we're going to be encouraging one another in this vein. Encouraging one another. How do you make a new beginning? And we're going to do that by looking at the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, and and studying how does Jesus make a start. Of all the things that Jesus made in fashion that we don't get to see, that we don't get to know, Jesus made this that we can look at. Jesus made a beginning. He made a start. And you and I, we can look at that and see how he did it and maybe overcome our fear and begin the thing that Jesus is calling us to do. And it starts right here. In fact, the first word is begin. The first word of the first verse of what we believe was the first gospel written. Are you with me? The first word, first verse, first gospel is what? It's begin, start. Verse 1-1, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, the beginning, the start, the new endeavor, the, the new step. It's the same language as the opening line of the Gospel of John. It's the same language as the Greek translation of Genesis 1-1, the beginning of all things. Begin, start. There always must be a start. There must be a first moment. There must be a spark. There must be a beginning. I was watching a documentary about the Hubble telescope uh, last week. Remember the Hubble? It's still up there. It's doing great stuff. But you remember the trouble with Hubble? Where we all wondered, have we wasted 2.4 billion? I mean, I would have hated to have been, you know, walking through the trouble with Hubble. But then it it worked and they could see things. And the Hubble telescope, it, it verified for scientists what they had thought, which is that the universe, the whole known universe, is constantly expanding. Every galaxy that we know of is is 
is drifting further away. And so the scientists can extrapolate backwards from that and they postulate that if everything's going out like this, well, then it must have begun by being closer together. In fact, it must have been some single point of dense material matter, you know, that everything started from, they call it, you know what it's called, it's called the Big Bang. Now, I might have called it something else, right? But everything has its beginning. It's first push, the first moment, the first start. And the coming of Jesus is a re-beginning, a new beginning of just as cosmic and universal proportions as the beginning of creation itself. The beginning. The beginning, verse 1 says, if we can have that back up on the screen, the beginning of the good news. Good news, that's where we get our word gospel. This is good news. It's, it's a good news story that's the story of Jesus, Jesus who is Messiah, Jesus Christ who is Son of God. We're going to come back to this verse as we go through the series. See, this is the beginning, the beginning. Everything starts somewhere and Jesus is a new beginning. Jesus is making a new start. So we want to look at these opening verses together and see what can we say about how Jesus makes a start. If a start is a scary thing and, and it's a frightening thing and the start can be the hardest part, but we don't want to lose everything that we would lose if we fail to start the things that God has called us to start, then we want to, we want to learn how to do this. And we can look to Jesus. And we can make a start like Jesus, we can make a start with Jesus. So three things that I see in these eight verses. Number one, to make a start, number one, Jesus looks back. Does that surprise you? To move ahead, to get down the road, Jesus looks back. It starts like this. The beginning of the good news of about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. That's Mark 1.1. Boom, we're off. That's fast paced. Mark is a go-go gospel. There's no lingering in the gospel of Mark. It goes boom, boom, the next thing, the next thing. Catch up, you're already behind. Mark skips Christmas. Mark skips Christmas entirely. No time. We've got to get going, you see. You're already running late. Catch up. Go, go, go. And the faster you get this, the better off you'll be. That's what the gospel of Mark is all about. So it's all the more jarring when verse 2 slams on the brakes and looks back. Verse 2, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Now, Mark is going, 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 and then screech. All of a sudden, we're looking back. And not just a couple of steps. We're looking way back. We're looking back to Isaiah and, and a little intro by Malachi. We're looking back 700 years back. To make a start, you have to look back. A good new beginning is founded on a good past. Sometimes you have to look back to find the way ahead. Some say you can only see as far ahead as you are willing to look behind. Winston Churchill said the farther back you can look, 
the farther forward you are likely to see. Sure. Sure. A good new beginning is founded on a strong past, but watch now, even more than that, a new beginning is founded on the Word of God. See, Mark doesn't just say, oh, at one point there was this, or once upon a time this happened. No, no, no. Mark says, as it is written. It is written. How do you make a start? Look back, found it wisely on the Word of God. Listen now, God has prepared you for this. Number two, how does Jesus make a start? Number two, look for a forerunner. (laughs) Did you find one? (laughs) No, no, not the SUV. Look for a forerunner. Part one, you look back, God has prepared you for this. Part two, you you look around, you look for a forerunner, someone who's running ahead. Even Jesus, Jesus, the the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whom there's a new beginning to restore all things. In the beginning of his ministry, that's a beginning to restore all things, to turn the corruption of of all of, of creation around on its head. Even Jesus looks out ahead for someone who's pressing ahead of him. Why? Because God sent someone ahead. He sent John the Baptist. And so John the Baptist, it says, verse 4, appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. John the Baptist, it says, appeared. Now, that doesn't mean that he sort of appeared like a ghost that suddenly was there, some apparition. No, no, no. It means it came to be that there he was. He wasn't there, and then there he was, you see. He came to be that John the Baptist was there being who John the Baptist is supposed to be. It came to be that John the Baptist was there doing what John the Baptist was supposed to do. And that wasn't there before, and then it was there. It's a start. And John preceded Jesus. And John's message was about repentance, confession of sin, new beginnings. You're not going to get very far carrying around the weight of shame and guilt and bondage to past mistakes. Oh, you've got to wash it off. You've got to wash it off. Repent and turn and confess your sins. Jesus was about to bring a total new beginning and John prepared the way in people's hearts. That was his message. And John's method, his method, John is a picture of boldness, isn't he? Boldness. John, he, he wore camel's hair clothing and a belt, a big belt made of leather, neither fashionable nor comfortable, let me tell you, reminiscent of, of the prophets 
of old. And he ate wild honey. That means that every time you met John, he is probably covered with welts and sores from bee stings because he just went in there and dug the wild honey up. And his protein, his favorite protein, what went into his protein shake? Locusts because they're delicious. No. If John the Baptist invites you to lunch, he might just suggest coffee. Maybe we'll start with coffee. His message was forgiveness. His method was boldness. Boldness. John was willing to step out. He was willing to step forward. There's something of reckless abandon to John the Baptist. John, we can say with confidence, was not addicted to social acceptance. He was not catching, you know, checking his Instagram for feeds and likes and follows and all that. No, no. He was recklessly abandoned to God. More than your skills, more than your resources, more than your talents, what God is looking for is your life recklessly abandoned to him. A life in my hands. That's what I can use. If you're going to do something new, if Christ is calling you to start something, it takes a little boldness and courage. But look around. There may be someone doing something already very similar to what you have been called to do. God rarely calls us to go it alone. Look back. God has prepared you for this. Say, God has prepared you for this. God has prepared you for this. Number two, look around. God rarely makes you go it alone. Say, God rarely makes you go it alone. Thank you. Number three, now we're awake. We're ready. Number three, step forward with courage. Here's what our passage says. And this was his message, verse 7. This was John the Baptist's message. After me comes the one more powerful than I. He's coming. He's stepping forward. The straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit of God. There is power in Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the Spirit of God and He's at work. He's at work in your life. He's at work in this world. Even your quiet moments, your, your simple steps of faithfulness toward Him, the Holy Spirit is at work doing things and winning battles that you and I can't even see. He's at work in your life. There is power. There's power in the name of Jesus and in His Holy Spirit. And you can step forward. You can walk forward. You can start the new beginning. You can begin the new endeavor. Why? Because he's with you. He'll be with you every step of the way with power. Don't be overcome with fear. He who is in you is more powerful than he who is in the world. There's something that we do every day that exposes us to great danger that exposes our most, our most vital organs as we pitch our heads forward and, and we have to stick out a, a foot to capture ourselves. Otherwise, there'll be all kinds of terrible things. You could get internal damages and, and, and all kinds of, of terrible things could happen to you. You know what this is. What is it? Walking. 
You pitch yourself forward and you collapse into gravity and you stick out a foot and, and you know, the first time you do it, oh, it's scary, scary. But then you can do it again and again and again. This is the walk of faith. God is with you. It's scary at first, but you stick out your foot and you lean forward and you find that he's with you step by step. An elder said to me this week, he said, Tim, praying for you with this series. He said, Tim, if we can find a way to unleash the talents and potential of every member of this church, the impact will be felt coast to coast. I said, I know that's true. Imagine that. Imagine for just a moment every one of us stepping forward and doing the next thing that Jesus is calling us to do. I'm telling you, the impact would be incredible. And that's what we're encouraging one another to do. Later this month, in two weeks, we'll gather for our annual meeting and, and, and we'll celebrate what we saw happen just in last year, in 2017, and when as a church we take steps forward to what Jesus is calling us to do and we saw him answer, but we're also going to celebrate some older stories of faithfulness where God called members of this church to step forward and to do the next thing that Jesus was calling them to do. And even though it was scary and even though it was uncertain, they stuck out their foot and leaned forward and said yes to Jesus. And all of a sudden there was a, an explosion of our Pathfinders class and all the ministries that came out of that. And all of a sudden there was a greenhouse ministry that wasn't there before. And then it, it was there. And for many years it fed young leaders into their vocations. And all of a sudden there was Young Life college ministry in our region as someone stepped forward and now that's blossoming at UCCS as that school grows and there was this thing and there was that thing all because because somebody 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 overcame the fear they heard the call of Jesus and they leaned forward and they made a start and something that wasn't there before all of a sudden was something beautiful and it can happen again. It can happen in your life as you take the courage, as you feel the power of the Holy Spirit compelling you, and you start. If the story of the universe is roughly something like God created everything, we broke everything, and God sent Jesus to fix everything, which is really pretty much how I understand it, then wouldn't the next chapter be something like this? Jesus uses you to stitch something together again, to make something beautiful. God's got purposes for you. Every good endeavor must start somewhere. Every great journey begins with the first step, but the start can be the hardest part. How many things have you intended to do, wanted to do, planned to do, and regret that you never got around to doing Enough of it. Let's encourage one another. There's something in front of you. Jesus is calling you. It takes courage to take a first step. You have to start somewhere. Find the beginning and stick out your foot and lean forward and start. Let's pray. Lord, for every life that you see and know that's gathered here this morning, 
We know, Lord, that you have purposes for us. There's a calling on on each of our lives, on each of our hearts. There's a next thing that we know that we're meant to do. Lord, as we look at the year and there's so much before us, for some of us there's so much, Lord, and we feel that we're already behind. We pray that there would be an encouragement, Lord, for us to look for something to start. But for some of us, Lord, maybe what we need to learn to start is, is to learn how to stop. We need to start stopping and resting in your care and taking the Sabbath and praying daily and resting in your word and worship. Lord, whatever it is, put it before us and draw us towards you for your glory and give us the courage to find a start. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to our First Prez podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.first-prez.org.